And one other thing. I'm not sure what you are or where you come from, but my instincts tell me you're to be trusted. Make no mistake, though. I have a $70,000 sliver of radioactive meteor to stop the one from Metropolis. With you, all I need is a penny for a book of matches. Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. We might never change the world, at least we've had our face. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. My name is Mike Russo, that is Mike Russo, not Mike Russo. Like I said last week, I fucked that up, got it right this time. This week, my guest is Skip from Attention Deficit Order via Skype. Yo, what's up Skip? How's it going Mike? All right, man. What's what's going on over there? What time is it? Seven thirty. Seven thirty-five. Yep, on oh, a that, Friday. That's so fucking weird, man. I can't. I I always get fucked up with the time uh, with the time difference. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to get used to it now. More, the more Skype calls I do and stuff. But um, what you got going on this weekend? Oh, not much. I got two kids with birthdays that are two weeks apart, and we're celebrating this weekend. Ooh. So. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping it mellow, a little barbecue in the backyard, and I got a school across the way, and we'll go uh, throw a football or a frisbee or kick a soccer ball or something, you know. You realize it's, it was eight degrees today where I'm at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to rub it in. It was like 67, 68. Was the sun shining? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, morning we had a little bit of fog, you know, but it burns off by 1030, something like that, so... No, it's it's weirdly spring like here in California, North Bay at least. It's uh, it's so weird you said that the temperature you said because my ideal weather, like if I if someone said to me, "Yo, you can have," uh, what weather would you have all year round if you could pick it? And I would probably pick like sixty five and sunny. That's the most beautifulest fucking weather. Yeah. So then you need to move to Cali, specifically the Bay Area, because. Uh, the temperature range during the day is like, I don't know, like maybe 50 to maybe maybe 90 once a yeah. summer. And uh, yeah, it's sunny most days. We get rain, but as you're probably aware, there hasn't been dick for that recently. So <laughs> we get even more sun. Yeah, I heard um, and like, it, not, not that it matters now, but there's going to be like a, a huge country-wide drought in like 2095 or something do you hear anything about that no i haven't yeah i mean it... but it's gonna start in the west i'll tell you that much how long <laughs> has it been um let's see i mean so california it gets really anal retentive but we really depend on all the snow that falls up in like the lake tahoe region and all through those mountains to give water to all of the farmlands and and the cities that are on the coast and stuff yeah and so you know it has been a quarter of the regular snow that we've gotten for the last four years or something like that maybe yeah. three years so 
everyone's running a big deficit. All the farmers are pumping out all the groundwater, so the the valley in the middle of California is sinking. And Jesus Christ! I mean, it's not huge, you know. It's like 16 inches over the last 10 years, but still, if your house is on where it's sinking, all of a sudden your living room is a sunken living room. <laughs> so fuck. Yeah. So I mean, you know, there are definitely drawbacks. I remember being a kid in the 80s and there was another really bad drought where it was like you take a shower by getting a little wet, turning off the water, soaping up, turning the water back on, rinsing off real quick and getting the fuck out. Wow, like fucking military style, huh? Yeah, I mean we had hot water at least, but yeah, definitely military style. What are you smoking? Um, right now an e-cig. Um, how, how are those things? You know, they're a pain in the ass. Um, really? Yeah, well, you know, I, I quit smoking cigarettes for a long time um, after my daughter was born, my second kid. Very good. Yeah, I thought so too. And then my oldest son was diagnosed with epilepsy about two years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it the, the first year was rough. It was... Um, we spent most of the summer of 2013 going to the hospital, um, making sure that he was stable. Ah, I fucking and, feel for you, man. My heart goes out to you right now, man. That's a, that's a hard, hard situation. Fuck. It certainly is. But the good news is that we've got some really good doctors who did a really fantastic job of figuring out at least ways to make him relatively stable. Yeah. So we've had a pretty good year this year. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, you know... The light's at the end of the tunnel. Fingers are firmly crossed to outgrow it, like so many people do with young kid epilepsy. But um, as part of me coping with that uh, stress, I started smoking again. And, you know, it was a stupid decision, but it seemed right at the time. Cigarettes? And like real cigarettes or the thing you're smoking now? No, real cigarettes. Ooh. Yep, yep, yep. So, um... And my wife started smoking, too. It was kind of a way we coped together, I guess. Yeah, it was codependent. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, the good news is that she's made the full transition to e-cigs, and I'm working on it. Um, so, I don't know. It it fulfills the itch without fulfilling the ceremony, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah, the whole well, taking least, a cigarette. And, yeah, I mean, at least you guys didn't start booting up heroin so it's not that bad <laughs> you, you know you've got a point there <clears throat> you know or banging meth or any of that stuff yeah no no we just we started drinking a little too much and we both started smoking but we've uh gotten both of those things back under control to to some extent and especially with the drinking we've uh we've both mellowed out so that's good though i mean what's the t i mean over here in new york they're um cigarettes is like it's like ten dollars a pack yeah. And I think they're trying to put regulations on e-cigarettes now. Yeah, they are. Um, so California is not as expensive. Um, you know, it's like 7 bucks a pack, uh, which is still chap in the old pocketbook if you think about it. Fuck yeah. Uh, but um, e-cigs are, are, you know, there are signs everywhere in the Bay Area that say, you know, no smoking establishment, and that includes e-cigs. Um, what? It's not even smoke. No, it's not. But, you know, people are all freaked out because, um, well, the FDA is starting to look at them more and they're finding that in some brands, there, there's a bunch of formaldehyde in the 
vapor um, in the liquid that you turn into a vapor when you use the, the heating element. Yeah. So you're inhaling formaldehyde, which means you're exhaling some. And Doesn't sound good. Yeah, I mean, there's some, but it depends on the company. Like, I, there's a few local companies that make their own nicotine juice, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. It sounds but, funny. But they make their own um, uh, stuff that you can load into what looks like a weed vapor pen. You know, it's got a yeah. little glass tube that you fill up with this juice, and it's full of nicotine. It's also fruit punch or, you know vanilla or some nasty flavor but um so it all depends on what you source from so if you know if you know the place is local or if you if they post all of their ingredients on the on the packaging you're pretty safe it's the ones that don't where you're yeah. inhaling arsenic or fucking some other poison <laughs> so I, I don't know i mean it, it i'm making <clears throat> a transition it's slow but yeah I, I smoke less than i did before well, listen, you got to, um, any, any, listen, the worst, everything in, oh, I'm fucking talking in circles, everybody <laughs> who has children knows that when something's wrong, I don't want to say something's wrong, but when something is, uh, how can I say this delicately, like, if something's wrong with your kids, whether he's sick, um, needs surgery, or whatever it is, it's the hardest thing in the world so i don't think it's that bad to say oh i gotta cope by smoking cigarettes or smoking e-cigarettes whatever you gotta do i'm not gonna fault you for it man even if you did start doing heroin if it doesn't affect you as a father or a husband then fucking do it yeah you know i i, I agree with that to an extent um i will draw the line with heroin and meth and <laughs> I, you know, growing up, I knew enough junkies, and I had a few friends die from OD. That uh, um, I, that's not a road I'm willing to go down. And I had my own travails with uh, with uh, meth when I was a kid, so I'm not going back down those roads. Is that something you want to get into right now, or is that a little too close to the vest? I mean, no, no, I've, your... I've talked about it on my show. Um, not to any great extent. We don't focus on ourselves so much as the media we consume, or yeah. You know, the weed we're smoking or whatever it may be, but no, I, it's nothing to hide. And, um, so I don't know. I had a troubled teenage life, uh, much like I've heard you talk a little bit about on your, uh, your show. Sure. Um, you know, well, the thing started. is, the thing I wanted to ask you is cause, um, when I was doing drugs and stuff, meth wasn't a thing. Mm. Um, I don't even really, it's still really not that big over here. So I'm interested, like, how did you get into it? How do you mm -hmm. do it? What does it do for you? What are the bad things and how did you get off it? Um, well, to answer kind of a middle part of your question first, it turns you into the devil basically. Um, so the reason uh, or what the bad things it does to you is you stop sleeping, uh, which makes you crazy and paranoid. You stop really eating um, because you're so amped up on energy from meth that you feel like you don't need food yeah. um you really get destructive with the people who are closest to you and if they're not sharp and know what's going on to them it's like you've gone psychotic and <laughs> they have no explanation for it that's bad uh, that's so far that seems like the worst thing yeah but you know from the perspective of someone who's on meth none of that is apparent none of it 
Um, so when you're on it, it's pure euphoria. You feel creative. You feel energized. You feel mm -hmm. like you can take on anybody, you know? A um, little bit, bit of a Superman complex, I guess. Right. So, I mean, when you're on it, is it one of those drugs that um, when you're on it, everything's better? Uh, no. No, okay. not for me at least. Not everything. Um, sex wasn't better, for sure. Right. Um, you know, uh, drinking wasn't nearly as fun. Mm -hmm. That was more of a way to mellow out so I could try and catch some sleep. Um, and then you know, work and, and other repetitive tasks. I wanted to be off doing my own thing, man. Exploring, fucking, <laughs> whatever. Yo, you I, went to work on that shit? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, I mean, as far as the way you do it, it, the sky's the limit. You can fucking pour it in a can of Coke and drink it down. You can snort it. You can smoke it. You can inject it. Pretty much anything. And It's a liquid? No, it's a powder. Much like in Breaking Bad, if you've seen that show, although that was like nothing I ever saw, but um, you know, it's it's a powdered uh, substance, kind of like Coke or something like that. So you can take the powder and put it in the drink, and it won't uh, dilute it or, or kill the potency. No. Nope, not at all. Not what in my experience, at least. What was your preferred usage? Um. Well, I was probably 17 or so when I started doing it, and I would freebase it, you know, smoke it first, and, yeah. and well, that was nasty. I mean, talk about really? smoking cigarettes. That's like putting your mouth over the end of a tailpipe and sucking in a few good lungfuls. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, it's wow. disgusting. And um, so I pretty quickly went to uh, snorting. You know, making lines and, and snorting lines. So. That's the most fun way to do it. That's I love doing it. Yeah, and it certainly hits you the fastest, too. Some people think smoking does, but in my experience, it was always doing a line. There was an immediate rush. And when I say I love doing it, I don't mean snorting fucking meth. I mean the, the yeah. ritual of breaking it up and making lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, meth has been a big problem in California for a long time. It's, it, you know, it... A lot of the time is made out in the rural areas, the Central Valley, where all the farmers are and stuff, because there's a lot of open space and chemicals are easy, more easily available and things like that. Um, but it made its way into the city when I was in high school, and just the people that I was hanging out with, you know, we'd be drinking a beer and yeah. smoking a joint, and you know, someone's dropping acid or doing mushrooms, and and then someone's like, oh, by the way, I got a bag of meth. Let's do some meth. And it was like, okay, sure, I haven't done it before, let's give it a whirl. It's cheap too, right? Yeah, it was ridiculously cheap compared to Coke. Oh, yeah, everything is cheap compared to Coke. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I did it probably pretty regularly for about a year and a half, two years, and I was finally like, man, fuck this. You know, my uh, my relationship with my family was fucked. Um I just didn't feel like it was doing me any good, so I put the the rolled up dollar bill down and uh, walked away, and haven't done it since, man. <laughs> so it was just like that, huh? You just pretty much said fuck this and, and left it, and it wasn't a problem for you. Did you have any like uh, what do they call that? Not drawbacks, but um, like relapses. Well, no, not really, because. At least as far as I understand, meth is not a physically addicting substance. It doesn't oh. rewrite your brain chemistry like Coke does. 
or like nicotine does or alcohol does. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it's a it's passive in that regard, but what you get hooked on is the um, effect, right? The up, 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 go, go, go mm. uh, is hard to get off of for a lot of people. And I could see, I could definitely see that, man. The euphor, yeah. the euphoria is well, it's euphoria, so it's fucking awesome. Yeah, but. Um, no, I, you know, I basically told my friends I was going to be out of contact for a while. I just holed up in my room for like four days and slept and, uh, I guess kind of purged, although I don't know if that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, when I, when I walked out the door, I was like, I feel good. I feel rested. I'm, I've eaten <laughs> four days in a row. <laughs> there you go. That's I'm, a record. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm done. I don't want to feel like that again. So it was important to me. I still had some friends who were doing it, but most of us kind of gave it up at about the same time. Yeah, well, it, it, that is a good age to get it done with. Like when you're a kid and you don't have a family, you might you might have a job, but, you know, job when you're 17, 18, you don't really care about your job that much. So to get it out of your system at that age is great because you don't want to – you know, be 25 on your way to, to a life and get hooked on meth. No, no. And now you hear about it and it's like people my age, like 37, who are corporate flunkies and they're doing it to keep up. Yeah, dude, that's rough. That's, I mean, if you're 37, I'm 37 too. Um, if you're 37 and you're doing meth, that's fucking sick, dude. I mean, he must, he must, I don't, if he's got to catch up and he's got to turn to that. I mean, we know so much about it, but we've seen all the shows, how addicting it could be. And these people get strung out and they look like shit and they lose their, their teeth, turn into baked beans. And Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm lucky. I don't have an addictive personality. I could just quit shit. Like, I, I drank my whole life at. I just said that like a fucking Puerto Rican. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That was fucking weird. <laughs> but anyway. Channeling the 51st state. Yeah, man. But fucking, yeah. So I haven't had a drink in almost a year. So I'm kind of lucky where I'm not a, I don't have an addictive personality. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine has a prescription for Oxycontin. Ooh, so, those are rough. Yeah, I, I, so, you know, he gives me some for recreational use once in a while. You know, what the fuck? On the weekends or whatever. No big deal. Um, I can see how why the country's getting addicted to this shit. Oh yeah, you take one of these things and everything is better. You can be making a paper airplane; it is the best thing you'll ever do in your life at that moment. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't call it hillbilly heroin for nothing, you know. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's one of the names for it. In uh, I work in healthcare, and and. Uh, in my line of work, I see a lot of news about people in Tennessee and Appalachia uh, getting arrested for doctor shopping, where they're going from doctor to doctor to fill a prescription for oxycodone or oxycontin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're popping them like candy, or they're selling them for twenty, thirty dollars a pill. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure the street value is a dollar a milligram. Jesus. Yeah, and um, Staten Island is like a fucking. It, it is Pill Island, they call it. It's bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Is that where you are, Staten? No. Uh, my father lives in Staten Island. My brother used to live in Staten Island. I'm in Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I used to visit over there all the time. And um, Staten Island is just a weird place. It's like 
everyone who used to live in Brooklyn lives in Staten Island. And then eventually everyone seems to just move to Jersey. It's fucking weird. You start in Brooklyn, you go to Staten Island, you somehow end up in Jersey. I think the hipsters are running people out of Brooklyn as well. Yeah. Yeah, we have a bunch of that going on in my area too. I so, can I can understand. <laughs> Alright, so I asked um I asked when I had Chris on the show, I asked him if he knew about this place called a Super Seven Oh, uh, you're into like comic books and shit, right? Yeah. Um I asked him about this place called the Super Seven Store. It's, it's like right over there. Um I'm looking it up right now. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. But um, I have you know, I live in um in Fremont, which is like 25 miles south of Oakland. Um, so I'm in the East Bay, um, kind of on the opposite side of all the water from San Francisco. Right. So if it's over there, that's not my neck of the woods so much. Um, and I've got a local little comic shop that I've been going to since I moved to this town. And uh, I want to be loyal to my guy, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I can I can definitely see that. Let me see. I just pulled it up. It's, um, it says Buena Vista Park. You know what that is? That doesn't sound like the Bay Area. It says San Francisco. Golden Gate Park. Okay, I know Golden Gate, yeah. See, the city's not my spot. I used to go to about, when I was younger, maybe 20 places, and they were all clubs, so I could go see punk shows or hardcore or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't do the whole, uh, what you call it, Touristy stuff. I never really did. I haven't even ever been to Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, I heard that shit. Oh, look, it's on Hate Street. But anyway. Oh. Well, that's where my old tattoo parlor used to be, so I probably walked by it at some point. Yeah, they got all these like action figures like Pulp Fiction, Predator, and Big Trouble oh. Little China and shit. Ooh, awesome. Pork Chop Express? Yeah, man. Do it. And they have... I'm looking at the Instagram now. They have a fucking life-size um, Kenner Stormtrooper. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Oh, so, um, yeah, what was I, what were you just saying before I uh, rudely interrupted you about, um, oh, hardcore. Yeah, so you're into hardcore, right? Hardcore yeah. I, yeah, when I was growing up, it was all about uh, punk and hardcore. Um, some of my friends were into uh, old school West Coast hip hop kind of stuff, but, but what I was attracted to was, yeah, punk, hardcore, death metal, fucking hard rock, all that shit. I mean, yeah stuff like that so yeah I, I spent most weekends going to punk shows uh, I don't know how many bands I can't even keep track but there's a handful of really good punk clubs in the city um, still um, a few of them have shut down uh, a few more are still open and then the East Bay's got a few clubs that are never gonna die nice yeah it's um I mean, 924 Gilman Street you know that one no. So Gilman Street is the place where, I mean, Metallica used to play there. Um, Green Day used to play there. Operation Ivy. Is that name ring a bell? Yeah, I know them. That's uh, Tim Armstrong's uh, first band. Yep, yep. And Lint and, you know, all those guys. Um, so they were all cutting their teeth at 924 Gilman Street, which is in an industrial part of Berkeley, kind of right by the freeway. Super fucking ghetto. Uh, at least when I was going there. Yeah. And it was just a spot where all the local punks went to see little bands play. Local bands, big bands that were playing a one-night sneak show, stuff like that. Yeah. That's fucking so, awesome. 
Yeah, it was a good spot. I mean, I spent, I don't know. I would say I've been there just at a rough guess, like at least 200 times. Um, is it still going? Yeah, 924 Gilman's still there. Wow, it's a, really? Yeah, it's a cooperative. It's run by punks that are in like the Oakland and, and Berkeley area. I'm sure there's some San Francisco punks thrown in too, but it, it's really an East Bay institution. It's like CBGB's was before it shut down. Oh, you know? really fucking cool that that's just still going. Yeah, I mean, you walk into the bathroom there, and there are bands that have written their name on the wall from the 80s and, well, yeah, late 80s. <clears throat> I think that's when it started getting big. Oh, and it's still there? Like, the the names or whatever? Yeah. Oh, that's I, great. I love that shit, man. Yeah, some of them may be covered over by graffiti now, but I, I don't think you're going to write over, you know, the Misfits or, or Black Flag or something like that. I think that would be considered sacrilege. I, I think so. <laughs> what, what was it, 924 Gilmore? Yeah, 924 Gilman. Oh, Gilman. I'm just looking it up, that's all. Yep. Now that I have my laptop, I got my phone free. Congratulations, man. Welcome yeah. Welcome to the tech elite. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it took fucking forever. That's cool. <laughs> did you get the MacBook you wanted, or was it a, uh, did you settle for Windows? No. Um, I was, the GoFundMe campaign I started was for a MacBook Pro, which yeah. was about 2400 Yep. Um, I raised a, a little over a thousand, so I got a MacBook Air. <clears throat> oh well, that's cool. I mean, you don't have the disk drive, but other than that, it's the same machine, right? Yeah, it's fucking great. I'm only really using it for um, podcasting, really. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll, you know, if if Angie's on the computer, we have one computer, a MacBook. If she's on it, maybe I'll jump on my my little laptop, or um, if we're playing like me and uh, like my kids just started playing Limbo on Xbox One. Yeah, and they're too young. It's really hard for them. So yeah. I'll play the walkthrough on my laptop as they're playing the game. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Look at this. There's a book about that show. I mean, about that venue. Nine twenty four. I'm not surprised. Nine twenty four. Gilman. The story so far. Yep. Oh, pretty cool. That's uh. A lot of quicksand played there. I like quicksand. You know what? Uh, do you are you familiar with quicksand? No, I can't say I am, but then again, <laughs> there's a lot of the scene I didn't catch. Well, actually, Quicksand is weird because they're not a hardcore band. They're like hmm. a uh, a bunch of there's a, a couple guys from different hardcore bands made this band, but it's like a hard, it's just like a hard rock. Yeah, yeah, okay. but it's really fucking good. Well, that doesn't exclude them in my book. I mean, I listened to everything from Buddy Holly and the Crickets to fucking Sepultura, and you know. <laughs> that's the way I yeah me too man pick your death metal band I so uh I'll, I'll pick one for you <laughs> fucking carcass there you go yeah man but I got I, a bunch of carcass on my laptop I put my iPod on. I got 7,000 songs on my iPod nice um, I'll put it on shuffle I can go from sick of it all to black moon to Billy Joel to Slayer and like you know what I'm saying yep you gotta yeah, my, have you gotta have some diversity. Yeah, no, my Spotify queue will do the exact same thing. I'll be listening to something like, uh, oh, the spinners or the platters, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, fucking death or yeah. carcass or I don't know, black flag or fucking exploited, whatever it may be. I never got into uh, death metal. Like I started with my musical taste. I started with. You know, shit that my father listened to. Billy Joel, Rolling yeah. Stones, Led Zeppelin. Um, with the harder music, 
Uh, I never got into death metal, mm. uh, but the band Death itself I, is fucking. They're fucking great. I love that band. Yeah. Well, you know, I was the same way. I grew up on the classic rock: the Who, the Stones, the Beatles, Hendrix, the Doors, all that stuff. And then, as soon as high school hit, I was exposed to all types of punk: West Coast, East Coast, England, wherever. And then I had a couple buddies who were just fucking metalheads, you know, like they they had anything with a double bass in it, they were headbanging. Yeah. And so that caught on. And there's a time and a place for it. You know, mostly yeah. when I'm doing yard work now, it's like <laughs> I don't want to listen to something that's going to amp me the fuck up. <laughs> there you go. I um so yeah, so I listen to metal I didn't go too deep with the metal. It was Metallica, Slayer, mm-hmm. um, Creator, you know, Death, uh, uh, Voivod, and Violence, to name a few. And it was the sixth grade, and I lived with my brother at the time, and he was into pretty much everything. And it was in sixth grade, and this dude comes up to me, because I was wearing, I was probably wearing a concert shirt or something. And he says, yo, if you let me borrow one of your tapes, because this was back in the day, I'll let, let when you there borrow tapes? something. Yeah. What'd you say? I just said when there were tapes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was like, do you have anything from the Circle Jerks? And I didn't. But I knew my brother did. So <laughs> I went on his side of the room. I went through his tapes. And I fucking straight up boosted his Circle Jerks cassette. Ooh. Yeah. So I went into class the next day. I was like, yo, here, here it is. And he gave me a cassette. And the cassette he gave me was called New York Hardcore, Where the Wild Things Are. And I took that fucking thing home, listened to it, read the lyrics like you would used to do. You know, you read the lyrics as you're listening to it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, let me tell you something, Skip. From that day until now, I've never went back to metal. Yeah. And if I did, like, the only metal I buy is Slayer. That's it. Mm-hmm. I can see that though. I mean, that is some fucking good music. Yeah, they're fucking. They're, they're I don't know, seventy or something ridiculous, and they're still doing it. Yeah. But that was it. Once I started getting into hardcore, I, I never went back. Just because it, it's very relatable. Like it's 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 honest. It's real music, but it's not. You know, it talks about life, and life isn't always positive. But they 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 have it's very positive music. Even though it doesn't sound that way, if people really listen to it, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, there was a quick story my brother told me about his one of his friends was big into hardcore, and his parents thought it was like devil music, Satan music. Um, like they they didn't want him listening to it, and they hated it. And one day they like went in his room, you know, his parents sneak around your room, and they started reading lyrics, and they started going to shows. Really? They went to shows? They went to, um, there's a picture of them hanging out at Agnostic Front Show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so the- <laughs> if only my parents could have uh, made that leap, but no, they, were, they, they weren't having it. Yeah, I, I got yeah. CDs thrown out by my folk, well, mostly my mom. Um, wow, that's, see now, my mom never went, went that far with it, but that's, that's wow, thrown out. Yo, oh yeah. Yeah, I had to rebuy a few Metallica albums and a, and a few. Oh, at the time it was like Pantera and Sepultura. 
Um, and I'm sure a few punk CDs too. Anything that had explicit lyrics on it, basically. You know, that old sticker that Tipper Gore got put on? Yeah, that cunt. Yeah, her. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, those those were most of the ones that I lost. Um, so, but yeah, you know, now it's all good. Now it's hardly, I mean, if Miley Cyrus can twerk fucking, someone can scream into a mic about how shitty their day was and how much they want a beer. Yeah. How do you, uh, and I, sometimes I feel, I feel like, <laughs> I get the douche chills when I say twerk. Like it's such a like I don't I don't that's that's the that's the word for it but I feel funny even saying it. Yeah, I you know I never watched the video so I still don't quite have a concept of what twerking is. I just know that if my daughter ever does it, we're gonna have problems. Yeah, that's my man. That's my man right there. It's just like shaking your ass. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's yeah. pretty much all it is. I got the idea. I mean, you know, I just never felt compelled to watch it. I don't really give a shit about pop culture that much. Yeah. Or that kind of pop culture, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't something I went out to fucking to Google and check out. Oh, I, I had to. <laughs> I had to do it because <laughs> it was such a thing, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely was, but it's gone and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, it's just like everything else in pop culture. It's just... It, it has no substance, so it's not going to stick around. No. It's the flash-in-the-pan controversy that CNN and Fox want to put up for a little bit. You ever get into hip-hop at all? Yeah, I had a bunch of buddies who were into, like I was saying, West Coast hip-hop. So in high school, um, I mean, the obvious ones like N.W.A. and fucking Once They Broke Up, Eazy-E and Ice Cube and Dr. Yeah. Dre. Um you know, uh, KRS One throwing it out to fucking Brooklyn, Cla uh, the Bronx, but he's it's oh, classic. Sorry. Excuse me, yeah, the Bronx. Um, and uh, uh, I knew he was from New York at least. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know the Beastie Boys and fucking uh, uh, Too Short, uh, an Oakland rapper. I don't know if he made it out your way. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, he was big. Okay. Yeah, he was also filthy, which is one of the reasons why I liked him. Sex rhymes, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been getting back into it recently. Now with Spotify and other things like Pandora, your fingertips, it's hard not to be a little nostalgic and pull those things back down. I, yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you. You listen to the old shit, no new stuff, right? No, not so much. I mean, stuff that maybe hits the radio or or pops up in my Spotify queue if I'm putting it on random shuffle. But no, no, it, it's not ever something that that grabbed me. I mean, it's awful. New hip hop is awful. I, you know, I I would agree with that. I tune into the hip hop station here in the Bay every once in a while, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> no, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> I go back to fucking NPR because I'd rather listen to the news than than the radio around here. Well, because, you know, hip-hop was about skills. You had to be able to fucking freestyle. You had to be able to write, I mean, rhyme. And now it's just, I, see, I hear so many songs. I hear the guy saying nigger rhyming with nigger. That's not well, that's that just, that's lazy. Yes, it's lazy. And the fucking, it's pop. It's It's pop music now, which is... I, it's unbelievable how the there's no rock. Are there, are there rock stations out there? Um, classic rock. And That's about it, right? And they play the same fucking ten songs. Yeah, it's Kansas, Boston, you know, Credence, 
Zeppelin, Kansas, Boston, Bon Jovi. Throw in a Pink Floyd here and there. Yeah, every once in a while. Um, there is one alternative rock station that kind of plays stuff from the 90s on, you know, like Bush or Pearl Jam, something like that. I was down with those bands back in the day. They were pretty good. I, you know, you know, I went through my grunge phase for about five minutes and then went right back to punk and hardcore. That was it, huh? <laughs> you had enough of it? Yeah, it didn't take long. Yeah, I was... Nirvana, um, Nirvana was the only band that stuck with me out of that. I was just going to say, Nirvana, I really liked... Um, uh, yo, Incesticide is a really good fucking album, man. Yeah. Yeah, but they were almost a punk band, which was why uh, I think they stuck with me. That was... The funny thing is, when Nirvana hit, when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, I didn't like it because it just sounded generic. Um, then uh, I didn't like... Actually, the, the first couple uh, singles they came out with, I didn't like. Um, like, literally, like three years ago, I just, what if, for whatever reason, dove ahead first and I discovered um, Incesticide and, and um, yeah. Bleach and... Yeah, what was they're the last one in yeah, yeah. Bef- just all the stuff before, like Team Team Spirit came out. Yeah, and the B side of um, of uh, uh, Nevermind is pretty fucking good too. But just recently, I started listening to that shit. Yeah, well, yeah, and for me, it's all nostalgia. You know, it's stuff I used to listen to in high school. So, hey, did you see the Aquaman pick? No. What is this? It's um Jason Momoa's Aquaman. They released the pick. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, <laughs> they're really gonna make an Aquaman movie. Yo, it's <laughs> really. He looks pretty badass, dude. That's like making a si- standalone Cyclops film. Oh, he's so boring, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't. There are so many better Justice League fucking members out there. I'd rather have a Mar- Martian Manhunter uh, movie. He's, um, I don't know much about Justice League, Justice League, but Martian Manhunter seems like a cool character. I only know him from the, uh, from the DC movies. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the old cartoons from the, I guess, late 90s now, um, there was the whole Justice League cartoons, those are really good. Um, yeah, I never, when I was reading comics, you know, the monthly little skinny comics that come out i didn't ever really buy dc i was always a marvel guy like spider-man and iron man and stuff so everything i know about dc either came from a movie or a cartoon (laughs) yeah me too um i i wasn't never big into comics but i did uh read comics but it was mostly marvel the only the only um the only dc i read was batman well yeah yeah well who the fuck doesn't love batman yeah, Batman's awesome. Yeah, but I did read... Uh, for me, it was all about X-Men, Spider-Man, and Batman. That was it. And I didn't like fucking Cyclops back then either. It was all about Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine, and I always liked Colossus too. <clears throat> Who was your X-Men? Like, you know, they go through different members and different teams. We're the same age, so we probably have the same crew. Like, who was your X-Men? Well, they were split into two teams, <coughs> right? There was um, <coughs> the Uncanny X-Men, which was Storm and Colossus and Beast and Psylocke, something like that. Psylocke, yeah, I remember her. And then uh, there was the the other X-Men team. The name ex- escapes me at the moment. 
It was Uncanny and something else. And and that was Wolverine and Cyclops and Nightcrawler, a couple others. Rogue Storm? And not – yeah, Rogue was with Wolverine. Storm was with Colossus and the Uncannies. Oh, I, I had no idea. There was like two separate things. Yeah, yeah, they split apart. Uh Early '90s, something like that, because there were too many X-Men. <coughs> was it the same continuity? Yeah, yeah, they were just two separate teams. So one would be off over here doing this thing, and the other would be referenced off here doing that thing. You know? Oh, see, that's weird because I read the books, but I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent in. Actually, you know, when I heard they were making Days of Future Past, I got excited. I was like, oh shit, I have that book. I'm gonna go read it. And yeah, um, yeah. I didn't have it. I had Days of Future Present. Which, which wasn't very good. Wah wah. Yeah. That'd be a disappointment. <coughs> I got a question for you. You're a big Batman guy, right? Um, let's well, say a moderate Batman guy and see where it goes from there. But I do like the character. Have you read the um, the, the trade paperbacks or anything like that? Uh, a few. the The only thing I have in my collection currently is uh, um. God, I don't even remember when I got it. It must have been the mid-90s. Um, this is the greatest Batman story he's ever told. So it was like his original appearance and oh. first appearance of the Joker and a few other stories. Um, I've read, <coughs> uh, what is it, Dark Knight and... Dark uh, Returns, the uh, Frank Miller? Yeah. And uh, I read the comic where Batman got his back broke. Um, I think that's called Nightfall. Yeah, when Bane snaps him like a twig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, no, again, I was mostly Marvel. So, my, so, again, most of what I know from Batman is the comics and the movies and what I picked up through talking with friends. Yeah, I um, like I said, I was a big... Uh, I'm sending you the Aquaman pick right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a big Batman fan, but at the same time, I uh, don't. I can't say I'm an expert, but I want to. Are you still reading comics at all? Yeah. I want to recommend some Batman stuff, even though you're not the big Batman guy. He does no, have I'm a there. couple great, great stories. Have you ever heard of one called The Long Halloween? No. That's when you got you got pick that one up. I'm gonna write all this down. Long Halloween. Yeah, The Long Halloween is great. There's a new one, too, called A Court of Owls. It's brand I've new. heard of that one. Yeah, that's hit on social media enough. I picked up on that one. Court of Owls is fucking great. That's the new 52. Right. Walking Dead. That was another one I started. I picked up The Walking Dead a couple of years ago. I have the first 18 trade paperbacks of that. <laughs> Yo, this is kind of fucking um, <coughs> uh, good. We could talk about The Walking Dead for a second, but... This was kind of weird how I got into the Walking Dead comics. Uh, me and Ange was gonna, we were gonna do a zombie comic book. Yeah. Um, really good. It was like I was gonna write a story. <clears throat> she was gonna write a story. She was gonna draw everything because she can draw, and it was gonna take place in the same world, but it was gonna be two separate books, and eventually they were gonna lead together yeah, and yeah. become one continuity, I guess. So <clears throat> I didn't know how to do it. Like, I didn't know, how would you do a zombie comic book, you know? 
So I went down to the local store and um, I asked the guy. I was like, you know, give me a, a, a give me a zombie comic book. I want to see what the fuck a, a zombie comic book looks like. And you know, lo and behold, the guy was like, yeah, this is what everyone's this is what everyone's uh, reading. And he handed me The Walking Dead. Now this is way before the show came out. Yeah. And well, it fucking blew my mind. I went back and bought all of them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have the two compendiums as well. Yeah, he's still writing that comic too, isn't he? Yeah, he is, man. Yeah, because I stopped at book eighteen. I got distracted by some other comics that are coming out, but I'm I'm still into the comics. I I've stopped watching the TV show after the first season. Wow, um, really? Yeah, yeah. It just I don't know. I was into the comics, man. I had that fucking world yeah. in my head, and I was expecting that in the TV show. And I know it's not fair. But that blew it for me. <laughs> that fucking comic is so good, man. You're right. I was when I when I got that comic, I was all in, bro. I was seriously all in. Yeah. And so you didn't want you haven't watched the show after season one? No. <gasps> wow. I mean, so it's in Netflix <laughs> queue, and I'll get to it eventually. But it's not a priority for me. Cause they um, well, I guess I could just you don't care what I could just tell you what happens, right? Oh, Chris tells me every week. Go for it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because yo, they wasted. How far in the in the book did you get? I have through a trade paperback eighteen, which is when they get to. Um, I don't know if it has an analog in the TV show, but basically they get to a Walden sanctuary, um, <clears throat> which is uh, um, near DC. They've killed the governor. Uh, they've left the prison. They're kind of camping out, um, regrouping, and trying to figure out if they're going to take out this town or not. Okay, now and make it their own. The town that they're in are um, the Abraham part of the group. Uh, Abraham, I. Th it's been a while since I read the comics, but I think so. I think he's actually one of the town folk. All right, so. I think when I stopped reading, it was, I think, when shit goes down in that town. I think we actually stopped reading it around the same time. Um, I stopped reading it because I just fucking just, it was so time-consuming, you know? Yeah. And uh, But anyway, in the show, Andrea is a wasted character. They wasted her, man. Yeah, she's the sharpshooter in the comic, right? Yeah, in the book, she's a badass. She's she's like my favorite character in the book, for real. Yeah. And they wasted her. They wasted Tyrese. Well, Tyrese died pretty quick in the comic, though. I mean, let's be honest. He did, but the time period from when they met him to when he died, he was a fucking ass kicker, badass. He challenged Rick. Um, yeah. In the show, it's they could have just gave him another name. Yeah. Well, and that, that I think is one of why I have the biggest gripes about the show is, you know, I was so heavily invested in the comics and then they come along and make changes and I understand that that's because of the medium, because it's TV, not comic, but some of the, the changes were just so fucking jarring I couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, the governor, um, the governor in the TV show was a little... And this is going to probably bother some fucking purists. It was a, I liked the Governor TV show a little better. Um, just because he was more fleshed out. 
<coughs> yeah, it does sound like they gave him a lot more time. They've given him a lot more time, and they really, and they probably took some stuff from the, his novel because you know he has that solo novel. Um, so they they really took some time to not only him being him, but they showed him trying to be a a regular person again, like try to live in this world as like a regular person, and how he yeah. slowly goes back into being the governor. And it was really good how they did it. I think Yoa said he he it was sick sickening by the way they did the governor in the show. Yeah, I mean, from what Chris and Josh and M have told me, um, you know, because they watch it, so I hear about it every week and I get an update on what's happening. Um, the uh, yeah, the governor does sound like he was handled maybe a little bit better. He wasn't just some crazy psychopath with a bunch of nut job followers. He actually had some emotion behind him or some humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because in the comic, he was really just a Son of a bitch. Yeah, he was a motherfucker. Hold on. Oh, what's up? Are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing at myself. Oh. <laughs> Mom asked me to go online and find the kids' uh, toys for Evan's birthday, right? So I'm taking pictures of the screen and I accidentally took a photo of myself. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I saw I a skip. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> All right, so what else is going on over there, man? Ah, uh, not much, you know. Playing some video games on Xbox One. What are you uh, playing right now? Um, playing, playing a game called Sunset Overdrive. It's an I heard Xbox. about that. Yeah, it's an Xbox One exclusive, and man, I gotta say I like it because it's got all the crazy guns of like a Ratchet and Clank game. If you ever played any of those. No, but I, I'm I'm aware of it though. I know they um you can. What do you do with like uh you don't create weapons, but you can c- combine weapons or something. No, in Sunset Overdrive, you buy weapons. and uh, But they're all crazy. I mean, one gun shoots records, like 45s. And <laughs> another shoots bowling balls. And another shoots, um, you know, the little, uh, the, the garden toy, or the sprinkler toys for kids. Uh, it looks like a little worm, and it has all the whippy uh, oh, plastic. Yeah. yeah, okay, so you have one of those that's filled with acid. So it sprays acid all over the place, and when people walk through it, they get killed. Sounds dangerous. I yeah. wouldn't want to fucking walk through a fucking acid sprinkler. No, exactly. And so just really silly weapons. And plus, the way you get around in the town reminds me, in a roundabout way, of the old Tony Hawk games. Right. Okay, cool. So you're, like, grinding around the city, or you're bouncing off of umbrellas. I mean, you can do all these crazy tricks to get around, which... Between that and the crazy guns, um, it's a lot of fun. Who are you fighting? So the bad guys are people who have been mutated by drinking poisoned Red Bull, basically. (laughs) There's an energy drink um, called, oh shit, what's it called? I don't know. Let's call it Nucola. Overdrive. There you go. And yeah, so basically um, that's mutated people around the town. So they're basically running mindless zombies. Kind of. And then there are other varieties, ones that shoot poison, ones that shoot ice. Right. Uh, and, and then there are regular people who are after you, too. So it's just a bunch of running around and causing mayhem. What, is it like parkour or, or like you just like just is it is that that like Mirror's Edge game? Um, yeah, kind of. It's not first person like Mirror's Edge was. It's um, it's third person, kind of more like Gears of War. But um, you're not really 
free running in the sense that you're, you know, running off a wall, doing a flip. Mm. Um, no, instead you're like grinding on power lines or handrails. Kind of um, like Tony Hawk, right. Kind of like Tony Hawk. Or you're swinging underneath those power lines on a crowbar. Um, or you're bouncing off of umbrellas or air vents or other building features, basically. Yeah. Um, you can wall run like around the side of a building. So you'll literally run in a straight line, not losing any altitude. And you can run around the side of a skyscraper and then jump off that and do a grind. And you get points, extra points for doing tricks while you're killing people. So it really has that Tony Hawk, like, you know, I just racked up 100,000 points. And murdered five motherfuckers. Oh, more than that. I mean, <laughs> there's no shortage of bad guys. And so you're, when you launch off something that explodes, you're usually killing like 10 to 12 people if you do it right. Sounds like it's a fun game with a sense of humor. That's great. It is, and they have a fairly punk rock soundtrack. Um, you know, not anything you'd recognize. It's a lot of it sounds like it was written for the game, but yeah, it's it's not your usual orchestral music like you get with a Halo or or hard rock like you get with a Battlefield or Call of Duty. It's it's more the punk vibe. What um I just started playing uh Destiny. Um, Angela's yeah. brother let me borrow it, and I, uh, I, I, I was very skeptical going in because it kind of looks yeah. like a Halo game, and I haven't played Halo in forever. Yeah, and literally, I'm not exaggerating. It blew my fucking mind. The graphics, the sound, the controls, the story. Yeah. Um, it's a really good game. Is that like the the game of the year or what? Um. I think it's got some stiff competition uh, in the game of the year department, but it really was a good game. I mean, I still pop it in every once in a while and play it. Um, the only reason I'm playing uh, Sunset Overdrive so much is it's from Gamefly, so I'm going to give it back eventually and hopefully get a new game that'll be fun. But I bought Destiny when it came out. I've been playing it since it came out, and I do like that game a lot. There's some things that could do better. You know, they could be opening up more spots in the solar system to go to and explore. Yeah. Instead of just throwing you new levels or new bad guys to kill on the same levels. Um, oh, but I thought the multi... Yeah, to some extent. There's a lot of backtracking or there's a lot of going to the same spot but fighting bad guy B instead of bad guy A. Yeah. Um, but that said, the bad guys are inventive and fucking hard. Some of them are nigh impossible unless you, you know, drink a bunch of Mountain Dew and use that two liter you just drank to pee in because you can't move <laughs> for six hours. Is you that know? the raids people are talking about? Yeah, there's like, uh, there's one raid called uh, the Vault of Glass. I haven't even tried it because I'm not powerful enough. And, mm. um, and that one's the only six player co op level to play through. And completion time is supposed to be something like three to four hours. Holy shit. Yeah, it, that's some fucking commitment. I've got kids. I've got work. I can't do that shit. So I haven't even tried. But the other stuff is all challenging and fun. So that makes up for it in my mind quite a bit. And I also have a ball with it because the weapons, at least I'm only on like, I haven't only played for like two hours. <coughs> um, but the weapons, I like bullet weapons. I'm not a fan of energy beams and laser guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, I'm I'm running around with like what kind of looks like a futuristic 357. Yeah, those pistols are cool. I do like those. Yeah, it's great. 
The one rifle that's an energy beam weapon that's really handy, though, is the fusion rifle. That one's fun to use. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because you can just charge up on a group of, like, two to three fools and vaporize them all in one shot. Nice. Yeah, so that that's fun. You know, and it, yeah, it, it, it's got a lot of things about it that make it quite different than Halo, but it still has that Halo feel. So I do like Destiny. Um, but I have a feeling that, that something maybe like Far Cry 4... Um, is going to go for game of the year. Really? Far Cry 4, huh? Yeah. Well, so if you didn't play Far Cry 3, you missed out on a great game, and Far Cry 4 looks to to really push the boundaries. Shit, I, I never played any of them. Yeah. I played the first Far Cry, and that was a lot of fun. It was all about stealth and tracking and um, making traps to, to kill your enemies. It wasn't all run and gun necessarily. Yeah. And uh, then Far Cry 3, you had an open world where you could go hunt animals to improve your whatevers, you know, your the amount of bullets you can carry or the amount of grenades or something. Um, you could gamble, you know, they had all these mini games in it. But then it was a huge jungle environment that was living and breathing with animals and you could let, set it on fire and the animals would run away and... Um, you dropped a whole bunch of mushrooms you had no idea what would do to you and went on psychedelic trips in the game. That's great. It was really well done. Yeah, and the, the bad guy, well, not really the main bad guy, but the bad guy through two-thirds of the game, um, he is one of the best-acted video game characters I've ever seen. Now, how do you mean, you mean voice-acted? Voice-acted, yeah, and then animated over it, like the expression they gave to support the voice that the actor... Uh, you know, gave to the lines that that was really well done. It was really believable. Um, and Far Cry Four, from the videos I've seen, and you know, Chris has played it a bunch, and so his report, it sounds like they took that and pumped it up. Can I jump on Far Cry Four without playing the other ones? Oh, absolutely. Um, they never were really connected. Far Cry One um, had nothing to do with Far Cry Two had nothing to do with Far Cry 3, and I'm not sure if 3 is connected with 4, but I don't think so. Oh, all right. What are you, um, right now I don't have too many games. I got, I'm a Call of Duty guy. Are you a Call of Duty guy? Um, periodically. Yeah. It depends on the Call of Duty. I haven't been impressed um, since Black Ops 1, really. I've played, I haven't played the newest one. Uh, what, Advanced Warfare? Advanced Warfare, uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that yet, uh, although my son asked for it for his birthday, and he'll probably get it, which means I will play it. Yeah, nice. Uh, but I did play Ghost, and I like the extraction. and The one where you're fighting all the aliens, the co-op stuff, that was cool. Oh, yeah. Um, see, now with Call of Duty, I started fading out a little bit. Um, yo, pl did, when's your son's birthday? This week or next week? It's the 5th. No, fourth, sorry. All right, so I'm going to tell you, this this one is leaps and bounds better than the other ones. Well, and so at Christmas time, my son and I were having a conversation. He's, Dad, Dad, I really want Call of Duty. I really, really want a Call of Duty. And I was like, okay, which one do you want? He said, Ghosts. And I was like, you know there's a new one out right now, mm -hmm. and it'll probably be better. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want Ghosts. So he was fixated on Ghosts, and that's what he got. Okay. 
Um, but now he's realized after his friend brought over Advanced Warfare and they played it a little bit, how, how much more fun that is. That's all it takes. Uh, I fucking skipped right over Ghosts. Well, let's see. I skipped over everything after Black Ops 2. So Modern Warfare 4. No, there, was, um, there wasn't a Modern Warfare 4. It was Black Ops 2. Uh, which I skipped. No, there was another um, Call of Duty, right? Uh, you know what? I could probably break them down right off the top of my head. Uh, you got <laughs> Call of Duty. Then you got 2. Then you got 3. You got Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Then you got World at War, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Ghosts. Yeah. And Advanced Warfare, of course. Right. So, yeah, after Black Ops 1, I stopped buying them. Well, I'd that one was them. fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah, but I liked the multiplayer in Black Ops. That was fun. Yeah, I'm actually uh, about to jump on that game tonight, get a couple kills in there. Yeah. What um? So, did what, you play the beta for uh, Battle uh, Battlefield Hardline? I did. I did play it. What did you think of that? All right. Let me tell you. This actually kind of is going to come right back around to Call of Duty because I played Battlefield Hardline. It's not the first Battlefield game I've played. I played I think three and four. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Hardline. A lot of fun. Um, but I got to tell you, as soon as I played Advanced Warfare, I forgot all about Hardline. Yeah. Um, the thing I don't like about the Battlefield games is there's so many icons. Yeah. It is a busy screen. I yes. agree. Busy is um, a great word for it. Busy. But, I mean, I at least for Hardline and the, the parts of the beta that we got to play, the whole heist mode where you had to either, as the criminal, go steal the money and the cops defend... Um, that was fucking awesome. That was like playing that fucking scene from Heat. A lot of which, fun. Yeah, which was great. And then the whole driving the cars around to score points, that was fun too. Yeah. So, and you know, that was a new twist on the whole multiplayer um, first-person shooter. So I, I've got to say that that really piqued my interest. But again, haven't played Advanced Warfare yet, so I'll hold out until next week and I'll report on the show how we did. Are you going to put um, Hardline on your Gamefly? Um, I actually may buy that, Ooh. but I'll probably get it on Gamefly first just to make sure. Yeah. Because I got burned with Battlefield 4 when I first got my Xbox One. The servers were such shit. Yeah. That, that you couldn't, I couldn't find a match, and when I did, I inevitably drop out mm, 15 to 20 minutes in. So just yeah. as about, we, as about, the match was to end that's when i'd lose connection for some reason i also don't like the user interface with the battlefield games i, I don't know what it is i just and the, the spawning like you could pick your spawn points i just don't like that i don't know i know it's better but i don't like it i don't know what it is it's more tactical i do like being able to spawn on my squad on my buddies yeah, that's a cool feature because that means that you can reinforce someone if they're getting overwhelmed and you're able to spawn. Yeah, so that's handy because it's all about teamwork in that game. Call of Duty, you can lone wolf it all you want and still do pretty well. Yeah, it's a straight running gunner. I mean, I know Battlefield and Call of Duty is like really turning into like um, Bloods and Crips type shit. Like <laughs> Battlefield people, you got your Call of Duty people. Yeah, I mean, you can. 
I don't know why people always got to do that. You either like PlayStation or you like Xbox. You either like the oh, Mets yeah. or the Yankees. I mean, yeah, you can but like both things. You're going to have to have Chris back on to have that whole Xbox versus PS4 debate. Because to me, I mean, I'd buy a PS4. However, I the controller just doesn't fit in my hand. That and controller I've, just sucks. That's it. I don't like the new PS4 controller. I didn't like the PS3 controller. Barely put up with a PS2 controller. In fact, that's when the last PlayStation I bought. I had I had PlayStation One, and the only game I know they have a lot of classic games, but I think the only game I really played put a lot of time into was Siphon Filter. That was a fucking awesome game, though. Yeah, it was great. I loved that game, and I got um, a later version, like Siphon Filter Two, and that was shit. Yeah, they must have dropped off. I mean, it's fucked up. When you have a game that's so much fun like Siphon Filter and you just come out with a hunk of shit sequel, and now that yeah. whole franchise is probably dead. Well, they haven't made a dark uh, Siphon Filter 3 as far as I know. Hey, did you play that game Homefront? I did for a bit. That was another Gamefly. Um, that's a great way to try games without having to spend 60 bucks. It's 17 bucks a month. Yeah, we were me and Ange were uh, really thinking about it, but we can't take another bill at this time. But well, fucking um Jesus Christ, what's the name of the game we were just talking about? <laughs> Holy shit, Homefront. Yo. Yeah. Uh, not great, but it has potential. And they're making a sequel. And I'm hoping the sequel is going to correct I think, you know what? Honestly, it's going to be a bold statement. If they do the right things, Homefront could be like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Homefront. Yeah. Join the battle. There could be a three-way race. You're right. That's possible. They got to do the right thing, though. They got to, you know, see what the fuck was wrong with the first one and really improve on it. Yeah. And also, I think someone needs to bite the bullet and make it a full 32 on 32 for Xbox One and PS4. That's crazy. I can't even imagine that. Well, that's standard for a, a PC. Yeah, PCs have always been, like, super, Dude. super advanced. Yeah, but I would like that. I mean, I've played a few games on PC um, where it's 32 on 32, and man, does that ever feel like a battlefield. That's sick. I can't even imagine that. And what about lag? Well, you know, that's up to you uh, as the owner of the PC to make sure that you're paying umpteen dollars a month to meet the spec needs right. um, you know that's why I don't game on PC I've got kids I don't have the luxury of spending $400 every six months on a new game uh, graphics card yeah they, 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 they uh, that technology moves pretty quick right yeah it sure does so no that's why I buy consoles but now the consoles are powerful enough they should be able to have 64 and 64 I remember my friend had a Commodore 64 I know you remember that right I had one at my house. And he would just, like, load games. I don't know how he would do it. He would... Really smart dude. He was, like, in the gifted and talented classes and everything. And yeah. he, he actually had a modem. But the modem he had was, like... It looked like a cassette player. <laughs> and it had, like... I think... I think you put your phone on it or something. I don't remember. But it was amazing. Yeah. It, and it was. Even back then, when I was pl at my house playing Atari 7800, and he's, like, typing in load Conan, and a game pops on, it's great. Yeah. Well, I had a Commodore 64 at my house. I didn't have an old uh, old modem. 
but I've seen them, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I did play video games that were on cassette tape when I was a kid. What was that? Oh, it, it was on Commodore 64. It was like a little Red Baron game where you're flying a... It's like Space Invaders. Yeah. But instead of a spaceship, you're a little fucking biplane. And you could bomb like bridges or buildings or tanks and then shoot down airplanes. So, you know, a lot like Space Invaders. That must have been great, though. Oh, yeah. As a kid, that was fantastic. Some of those games, those simple games, are the best. On my 360, I bought Dig Dug and uh, Frogger and shit, a couple other old arcade classics. Because they were available. Huh? Crystal Castles? I don't know that that was an option. It didn't hit my radar if it was. Well, they, you know what they have? Remember that thing Xbox had? It was the... Um, X, I think it's called... Arcade, yeah, where, uh, whatever. Where you you like pretty much have your own arcade and you could put games in your arcade. Yeah, they had old old classics like Combat and um, oh, what the hell else? Tempest. Yeah, that, yeah Tempest. Absolutely. Yeah, I that's. I had Crystal Castles in my arcade. Okay. Yeah, I did that for a little bit, and then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm gonna play something new for right now. Yes, yeah, same thing happened to me. I played like. I think I played Tempest for like a day, and <laughs> yeah, I was like, eh, "Let me play Madden's for a little bit." Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at least you weren't pumping quarters into it, right? Yo, you know what? My um, I think it was my son downloaded Pitfall for his iPad, oh, and yo, awesome. I got I got so excited, but then it's really not Pitfall. Oh, it's an updated version. It's like it's like um, Runner, like those Runner games. Yeah, yeah. But Pitfall for Atari 2600 was one of my favorite games ever in the world. I think I had that on the Apple IIe. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. My, my dad always had computers in the house, so. Swinging over alligators and fucking. Yep. Swinging over snakes. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, do you like the Alien franchise, the movies? Yes, absolutely. Although they started losing me at Aliens 3. Did you read the news? That oh yeah, I saw it pop up on Twitter. Uh, Neil Bloomkamp is doing the new Aliens, right? Yeah, man, that's official. I think that's pretty fantastic. And um, you saw the artwork that came out a couple weeks ago? I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, he um, he had uh, what's his name? Uh, Reese. What's his name in in What's Reese's name in Aliens? Edge. Hicks. Oh, Hudson. Hudson. No, he, he's Hicks. Hudson was uh, Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, Hicks. Oh, Hicks, okay. Well, in Neem vision, I don't know if this is what they're going to go ahead with it, um, his movie is going to take place after Aliens. And Hicks is alive, but he's half burnt. So it's pretty... F I hope they go that way. That would be interesting, because in Aliens 3, didn't he die along with a little girl? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so they're going to rewrite it a little bit, huh? Well, I don't know if they're officially going to do that, but I would love to see Michael Bean uh, 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 reprise that role, even though he's old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be pushing 60, right? Th yeah, there's no way they can do a direct sequel. It would have to be a sequel 
30 years later. Right. It could be him as like a solid snake type badass. Yeah, nice. Oh, shit. Do you remember when Metal Gear came out for Nintendo <coughs> and they had the artwork for it and there was a straight rip of Reese from Terminator? No. Yeah, man. It was fucked up. When Metal Gear came out for Nintendo, um, yeah. the artwork for it had, you know, the main character. Yeah. It was Reese. I mean, um, Reese in the future from Terminator. Right, right. Straight oh, that... rip. It was great. Well, you know, I'm not surprised. Why rewrite the art? Make it easy. <laughs> Steal something. That's always good. Yeah. I actually, um, um, I read a review for a zombie movie, uh, and it's pretty much the director took the plot of Aliens and just took out the aliens and put in zombies. There's even a zombie mother giving birth to little zombie babies. Like oh, that's a, cute. Like with a big tube and everything. So they just stick a zombie on the end instead of the queen alien? Oh, the weirdest fucking thing I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, all right, yo, listen, I'm going to wrap this up because I've had you for about an hour already. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I, I want to thank you for doing the show, man. I really appreciate it, man. And I love your guys' show. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Um, you want to give? Uh, you want to plug your, your stuff? Give any shout outs or whatever? Sure. Yeah. So my show is Attention Deficit Order. We come out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and I'm sure we'll find some other places soon. But uh, usually around Wednesday every week, without fail, uh, we talk about video games, comics, TV, all types of science and tech and weird shit, uh, and we smoke a lot of weed. So, come check us out. Great. I want actually shit. I wanted to get deep into the weed talk, but uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. I'd love to have you again. I would appreciate that. That would be fun. I had a good time. All right. Thanks, Skip. All right. Take care, man. Have a good night. And I want to um, take this opportunity to uh, just give some shout outs real quick. Um, let me see the Bats Podcast. That's a uh, B dot. A dot T dot S dot check those guys out. If you like hardcore, hardcore punk, movies, um, comic books, and you know, all that general good stuff, check those guys out on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, my girl Mandy at Rebel Songs Podcast. I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> I might not get through this. Uh, Green Up Podcast, Ryan and the Boys, Bold and Belligerent. What's up, my man Lauren? Um, new shows I listen to, uh, Dirty Angels and Pretty Freaks and The Lo-Fi Show, those guys, all great shows, check them out, iTunes, you know, leave reviews on their, um, on their, uh, iTunes and subscribe, all that good stuff, my man Josh and Edgar and the Quar, part of the Dam, check them out, talking about some B-movies, which is a great show, looking to get Josh on real soon, of course, Shane and Justin, the manliest hour, the pod father himself, the king caster, Shane Gray. Alright guys, and um, do me a favor and rate, review, subscribe to my show. And just like last week, I'm going to end this show with another song from A Breed Apart, my brother's hardcore band. Thanks for listening guys. Oh, real quick, I want to say what's up to uh, Bambo Killer on Instagram, uh, BG8403, Karoshi911. And my man Ken's one NY. Later. Oh, shit.